Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. The voice assistants everybody's talking about, the Google Homes, mm -hmm. the Alexas. This is not a specific area of interest for us, but we are more looking at all kinds of products that use voice to enhance the user experience. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson and the topic today is investing in voice. Today's episode recorded on April the 23rd, 2020, contains my conversation with Yannick Oswald, investor at Mangrove Capital Partners. Mangrove Capital is a venture capital firm focusing on early stage companies, many of those prior to product launch. They've had a number of very successful seed investments, billion dollar companies, such as Skype, Wix, and many more. The best news is that they are very bullish on voice technology. So in this episode, Yannick, first of all, explains why he's so excited about voice technology and the movements he's seen in the space. We do cover the coronavirus crisis, uh, how this has affected funding, consumer behavior, and all the new opportunities that Yannick sees created by this unusual situation. Then we discuss why voice will become much bigger than just today's voice platforms and how truly proactive, sociable voice assistants are not as far away as some people may think. Then the conversation moves on to content, podcasting in particular. Yannick tells us about his latest voice tech investment in Sybil and much, much more. It was a great conversation. Yannick, a really savvy investor. He's a visionary. And we had a very informative, entertaining conversation that I'm excited to bring to you today. The Score Publishing team are busy preparing to host the fantastic Digital Book World 2020. It's a three-day event that gathers together the wide world of publishing, from trade to independent, educational to corporate, as well as all the tech companies, of course, including plenty of voice tech. So it's all taking place between Monday, September the 14th and Wednesday, September the 16th, 2020. It's happening in Nashville, Tennessee, on the beautiful campus of Vanderbilt University. Tickets include all the sessions, the workshops, keynotes, and admission to the DBW Awards, as well as two passes to DBW Global, which is a worldwide online event. So grab a ticket now at voicetechpodcast.com slash digitalbookworld. And to get 30% off the standard ticket price, just enter the code voicetechcarl at checkout. Just a quick reminder that full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are now only available for a limited time after release. You can get all the full episodes at voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. As a Voice Tech Pro, you get your own premium RSS feed from Patreon, which gives you access to the entire back catalogue of episodes, early access to all the new episodes, as well as exclusive interviews and bonus questions, no ads, and higher quality sound. Plus, you'll be helping to ensure that I can keep producing more episodes like this one. So if that sounds good to you, head over to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and sign up today. I'm counting on your support. I'm on the line with Yannick Oswald, an investor at Mangrove Capital Partners, calling in from Luxembourg. Mangrove Capital Partners is a venture capital firm helping innovative entrepreneurs start and grow global disruptive tech companies. They chase transformational ideas around the world. Their sweet spot is early stage, and they regularly partner with entrepreneurs prior to product launch. So it's very interesting from our point of view. They've done many seed investments, including many billion dollar companies like Skype, probably heard of them, Wix, 
Walk Me, and many more. They have a focus on Europe and Israel, which is another interesting point. Yannick's invested all over Europe, Paris to Barcelona, London, etc. And Mangrove are paying especially close attention to voice technology. So very glad to have you on the line. Yannick, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Carl. Glad to be here. Yeah, it's wonderful to have you on. I haven't had a chance to really talk about voice startup funding before, so this is going to be a new one for me. I know you've got a very interesting take on it as well. One of the ambassadors for the voice first movement in the funding world. Maybe you could kick us off by just telling us a little bit more about Mangrove. I gave the intro there, but tell us what kind of things are, do you get involved in? What are the, the clients and the deals you'd be doing recently? We'll go from there. Yeah, so we are Penny European early stage venture firm. I think how we're a little bit special is that we have always 200 million funds, but we have a very concentrated portfolio. So we do only around 30 investments meaning six to seven investments per person. And we okay. always take the lead, meaning we get in very early and we are an active cheerleader, if you want, so entrepreneurs. And we have, on the other hand, also a very broad geographical view. So we're going there where the good opportunities are. Nice. In terms uh, of investment checks, I think, you know, half a million up to five-ish. Half a million up to five million. So this is seed funding. I know there's a stage called pre-seed as well. Do you do both of those? You say early stage, maybe you could clarify the difference between those and where you guys lie on that. Yeah, we don't really care so much about the, the, the at the moment being put on the rounds, but you know, I'd say we do 30% pre-launch, 30% seed, meaning there's a product out there, people are using it. Mm. We don't care so much about revenues at that point in time. And then we do 30%, a bit more, the early age stage. Okay. Meaning the companies has revenues and they are at the stage where, you know, you should not get acceleration. Yeah, right, right. Excellent. And what part of your portfolio is comprised by voice technology companies in particular? Do you guys focus exclusively on that or is that a new interest for you? So it's a relatively new interest. Uh, I think we, we actively started looking at the space a year and a half ago and okay. uh, since then we've done one investment in space it's a company called Cibel in Paris oh, yes. essentially a company that wants to reinvent entertainment by giving people access to high-end audio entertainment brilliant well we can dig into that a little bit in a second what in general what's the feeling in the investor community are you guys one of the, the earliest do you think are you really leading the charge on this or are there other firms that are now dipping their toe in the water and, and showing an interest in voice so in the US, there are a bunch of venture firms looking at the space. In Europe, I'd say there are, if you look at all the investments that have been done, there are probably three to four venture firms that are looking at the space. But we are definitely, I'd say, we're the first one getting excited about it. Okay, very nice. Are there any particular characteristics that you look for then in voice tech companies? Because there's obviously a wide range of different types of products that are being launched. People are trying different things. I've noticed some patterns just from interviewing people on the podcast. So I'm sure you've noticed some some trends as well as the types of companies or the type of use cases that voice is being applied to that tend to do better from a attraction point of view or from a valuation point of view. What are the typical kind of use cases or the areas, potentially industries that are most interesting to you right now? Yeah, so I think um, before to dive into that, it's important how, you know, to understand how we look at the space. So initially why we got interested um, in it is because it's saw consumer apps using voice technology and, you know, for data input. So a very simple use case, but engagement and conversion metrics were extremely 
good. Mm. And so this tells me, well, users out there, they actually, you know, they're ready to use this new interface and they're actually enjoying it. And they, you know, communicate, engage with the products more than if they have to use their keyboard to put in data. So that was the initial starting point where, you know, we realized this is real, right? Voice. From there, what we are looking at, we have the platforms and we have the, the voice interface at large. Um, the platforms, you know, the voice assistants, everybody's talking about the Google Homes, mm-hmm. the Alexas. This is not a specific area of interest for us. It's, but we are more looking at all kinds of products that use voice to enhance the user experience. Indeed, yeah. And essentially our big vision is that, you know, at the end of the day, 80% of the interactions we have with software can be done by voice and we don't need a keyboard yep. to do that. It's a vision we share here. Absolutely. The keyboard, it feels so antiquated. The fact that it's lasted so long, crying out for a, totally. crying out for a new alternative and one that's a little bit more human as well. Okay, so have you noticed any trends, any particular types of companies that stand out or maybe some of the early successes? I was going to say, as an example on my side, one that I've probably mentioned before, that I've noticed that there are companies that are training these NLU models on very specific domains, like maybe it's police audio or an e-commerce catalog that tend to do very well because that that's where the machine learning tends to produce high uh, accuracy results and therefore the product works well and it serves the use case. It's very domain uh, specific, whereas companies that are trying to create a, an all singing, all dancing, do anything chatbot tend to fail. What about on your side? What are the things that stood out for you as uh, success factors? So the success story... I don't think we have seen success stories yet because we're so early in the journey of, of the, this technology. But where we've seen companies that are you know, growing and using the technology successfully are, is in the B2B space. And obviously for very domain-specific interactions, you can think of manual labor, you can't use your hands. Um, mm. You can think of HQ trivia when, you want to, when you're driving. You can right. think of when you're cooking. You order stuff, you order on a recurring basis. So these are very, on the one hand, it's an extension, you know, in the B2B space of the software that that people have been using um, on the ground. On the other hand, it's still very niche. So I haven't seen yet, and I'm talking to many founders in the space, technology that, for example, revolutionizes e-commerce at a broader scale, just because it's very difficult in terms of discovery. Um, to figure it out. And I think the key reason for it is the following. You know, what we believe is that, you know, we will have voice first products out there. So, you know, you interact with a voice assistant or for some stuff still with your screen. But the key, the starting point will be voice interaction. And so right now what's happening is, you know, in all the consumer products, there's a people, they have a mobile app and they say, well, I build a voice feature, they often call it on top of it, but it's just basically, you need to think through the entire user experience and that just takes mm. time. Yeah. However, what I'm seeing right now, and I think it's an extremely exciting period that we're going through with the lockdown currently. Of course. Because essentially, you know, people are realizing that the social products that they have been using so far are not really social products, but they are more media products, you know, it's a kind of media, megaphones that people can use to... Uh, yeah, just their broadcast their, exactly. their opinions, yeah. Thinking of Facebook feed, Twitter, all this kind of stuff. Exactly, to broadcast their brand. Mm. But on the other hand, you know, people are realizing, well, I need tech to actually create 
social experiences, social interactions that really matter because that's the core of human beings. And so I think we're going through a period where products will be created that can drive the next decade. And so, and voice essentially has the opportunity now to become that interface that is the closest interface to real life. And I think it's a very exciting period for voice, and um, we'll talk about a couple of examples um, later on. Yeah, for sure. On the social side, then you said that some of these things that that are missing, we're doing a lot of Zoom calls at the moment with the whole Corona lockdown. And you mentioned before the call that spontaneity is a big thing that's missing from that. Maybe you could expand on that a little bit and how voice can help with that. Yeah. So essentially, with every interface, it takes time for the interface to be adopted. Voice is such a big increment. It's not an increment, it's such a big behavior change that it takes time a little bit more than you know we saw uh, previously um for the desktops to the mobiles and so that's number one so how we have been thinking around it you know essentially what mobile gave you was um, a gps and it was it gave you like a computer in your pocket mm-hmm. and it gave you an amazing camera what does voice give you and i think voice does exactly the opposite it takes a camera away from you that's great so you don't have to play, you know, your brand role, your media role, that you are playing a lot of social networks or on Zoom. Mm-hmm. And number two, it allows you to connect with people in a very spontaneous way. So I think what voice gives you, but it's not yet, like in 10 years probably, is the social aspect where you can talk proactively with a voice assistant or voice technology at large. But right now, I think what it gives you is spontaneity. And it's received with the apps, Discord, the other Clubhouse, all these apps where basically people join channels or groups and they just talk. They don't have to fake their presence, their physical presence and portray an image. They can just be themselves. And I think it's an, you know, it's like a pre-step to the social aspect of voice technology. That's a really interesting point. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, getting away from this this fake facade that's put up, like Instagram generation, etc., and actually reestablishing the connection between real people. Another point that you made before was about shared experiences as well. It does bring people together in different groups, and voice is inherently a communal activity. You know, when you when you speak out loud, other people can hear you. Whereas heads down into your mobile phone, scrolling through your Facebook feed is inherently private. And in fact, it's kind of social faux pas to even look over someone's shoulder to see what they're doing. So I do like that aspect, both the spontaneity side of it and the the community side of it. So, I mean, in terms of the case studies then that you've worked with, let's let's put some uh, like a, a face on some of these innovations then. Is it cyber or civil? I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month, You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews, 
and you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get high quality episodes with no ads and studio quality sound, and a chance to support the show, and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.